What's up, everyone? If you were wondering how I've done this podcast, it's based off the Anchor. All you have to do is unload the Anchor app. And even better, guys, it's free. You could also possibly be getting paid to do this. I mean, all you got to do is just download the app. Speak your mind. If you ever dreamed of making a podcast or just anything, let your voice be heard. You can also be known on Spotify, Apple, or anything download. Just go on the Anchor app. What's up, everyone? Thank y'all for joining me with Buzzing with Marlo. I am Warren Marlo. It is almost the time that everybody has been waiting for. It's almost a day. You got one more day to get on through, and then you are on the weekend to watch it find out. And it's all about the you. That's right, guys. Miami Hurricanes. Obviously, I got to plug in my squad. You know, it's I'm a diehard Miami Hurricane fan. We are playing Florida State Seminoles this weekend. Also, SEC is back. So if you're a Florida fan, I feel bad for you. But if you're a Florida fan, Georgia fan, Alabama fan, LSU fan, y'all are back on the squad to, on this weekend. Y'all are back on the field. And I'm telling y'all now, man, I'm telling y'all, with everything going on in the world, with the coronavirus, with everything that's going around, thank goodness Football is back. I don't care if it's fans or no fans. Football is back. Take advantage of it. Enjoy it. And and praise for your teams. And everyone, everyone, thank every single player that goes out there every single weekend, every single day to play and entertain y'all. Because they are putting their bodies on the line. Because, yes, this coronavirus is real and some things, and it's... It's scary at times because you never know how you can get it, fix it, or what. I mean, it's just we're we're taking it by every day. That's really all we can do. We're just doing it by our research. We're doing it by what we can possibly do to conquer this. So, thank goodness football's back. Miami's playing Florida State this weekend. I don't need to say anything else. Let's put it this way. Miami Hurricanes, I need y'all to play like there is no tomorrow. I want y'all to play Florida State, and I want everyone to realize, like, literally, this time, this year, Miami is earning their name back as one of the baddest teams on the planet in college football. I need that recognition back for this squad because since 2001, we have not been back. So, Obviously, next the next game is going to be our biggest test, but Florida State this weekend, so y'all know it's about to go down. It's about to have some fun. SEC football is back. All, guy, all the teams basically are all approved to get back on the field, so guess what? College football is about to be back on the course, and I mean, it's going to run wild. So, 
Thank y'all for joining me, Buzzing with Marlo. I am definitely excited about today. Obviously, it's college football weekend. Obviously, I am going to be joined with none other than Wise the Podcast's own Luke Poland. Today, Luke Poland is going to talk about, we are going to literally discuss what helped him think of just wanting to start this podcast. What ideas, what, what was the first aspect when they first wanted to start this podcast and what gave him an idea to actually want to co-host with his co-host Heidi and just figure out like what things have they learned from basically being a duo on this podcast because obviously I'm the only one lonely bird that's been doing mine so I can only imagine with a co-host I mean it could be fun it could also mean that some people Usually, what I remember from just my knowledge on most things, when you do like a co-host thing, it's kind of like you're there, you want the idea, but you obviously you need to get more and more better every single day. Obviously, that was not the case for Luke and Heidi. Those two were actually a very good click. And I'm going to tell you all right now, guys, this was a very exciting episode. Luke has got a very awesome personality. It was really cool to just find out some of the list of his guests oh my goodness guys i'm telling y'all today is a must listen because just from the list that he would mention man it it destroys mine i mean we're gonna be real on this but i it was really interesting just to find out what he has learned in every single interview that he has done with all his amazing guests luke and them to this week have just hit their 100th episode we're going to talk about that and lastly we're just going to talk about what dream interview that obviously with us being podcasters we always interview all our guests and stuff and we always just try to make them feel welcome or whatever what is our dream episode that we would always be very proud of on who we want to interview like obviously everyone that knows me would be the rock Uh, my answer is just going to be flat out that uh i would gladly retire as a happy man literally i would drop the podcast actually i'm not going to say that but that would be my my shining moment i mean why not man the rock is the rock the goat the whatever you want to call it i mean the dude he takes half my money every time he opens a new line. <laughs> I don't ever be a fan of tequila, but I bought that because guess what? It's his. So, I mean, it's it's crazy to believe, like, just all the cool aspirations that things go on in life. And, I mean, just how good of a role model and a good person this guy is. And that's one thing that really inspired me on this. But, man, just going back about talking about Luke, man, it was really awesome just to talk with him. It was really awesome to chat with him. And I also got some great tips, feedback, and just on great knowledge on just what goes on in other people's podcasts. It's like, obviously, you can listen to podcasts after podcasts, but they're all different. Even you could talk about the same topic, but they're still going to be different because guess what? They're different opinions. So when we come back, we're going to be talking to Luke Poland. That's good. Um, <clears throat> so our show is sort of a, uh, it started off as a let's interview people with interesting jobs or hobbies and it sort of turned into a, hey, aren't we all more alike than we are different? Um, and so we've been doing it for almost two years now and We've talked with 
the kind of oddest assortment of people, which makes it enjoyable for every week. Um, we've talked to everyone from the world's greatest streaker to competitive eaters to uh, royalty to uh, when is this all airing? When's like the your podcast airing? Um, I will be putting this one out. Okay, so this week um, we're talking with Brown Mark, the bassist from Prince and the Revolution, which was just a wonderful conversation and and a lot of fun. Sounds like y'all got a very interesting. Uh, I would. <laughs> I remember when you put the the world's best or something like that i was i was very intrigued just to find out how did y'all score that? well i mean <laughs> he he i believe the game has given him the title um if not they really should he's streaked he's english so he's streaked uh which i he told us was the correct past tense he's streaked in front of the queen mother um he has streaked at the olympics and he's also done the Super Bowl. So oh, I feel like those two events. Sort of, he did the Super Bowl. It was the year of Janet Jackson. So he was sort of lost in the shuffle. Oh. But uh, yeah, I believe I was it was. Say, he, he kind of lost his publicity on that one. There was already enough. Yeah. On that one. <laughs> right. It was. And he was right at the start of the third quarter. Um, he ran out from the 50 yard line in a referee's uniform and stripped down and started dancing and everyone just stared at him completely unsure of what to do to stop this. <laughs> Probably so, friends with Janet or something. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting too. Like he says, really the arrests are few and far between mostly once the police determine that like he has no ulterior motive than to just run around naked. They're just sort of like, all right, cool. Go for it. Um, when he did the Olympics, he was in, I believe it was Seoul, the Winter Games, where he ran out on ice skates with a stuffed monkey over his uh, most important areas, and and the word "peace and love" <laughs> written on his back, and they tackled him and dragged him back, and they're like, "What are you talking about, peace and love?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's that's all I'm trying to say. Just be nice to each other, and you know, love each other." And they were just sort of so confused by that. Again, they were just like, "You can go. I don't know what to do." Um, and we found with all so it seems like he's trying to bring a good message right well it's one of the things we found with the show that is um constantly i surprising to us which is says something about us as hosts but two years in you know as you're having these conversations with people at some point some version of the question of like what can we learn from your life what what sort of advice uh -huh. can you give us and it's always the folks who have the most insane out there story where you think there's going to be absolutely nothing they can share of note or that we can really learn from. And, you know, Mark, the, the streaker is the greatest example. And he was like, you know, you just you got to make people laugh. You got to have a good time all the time. And you've got to try to spread this idea of like, let's just be nice to each other. And we were both sitting there and, and we naked. yeah, and we just <laughs> stared at each other and we're like, that is so wonderful and, and positive and encouraging. And it's coming from a guy who would happily drop his pants anytime you asked. 
<laughs> Sounds like it. I mean, I was always curious. I remember, I know from certain things, I remember going to some events and stuff, and I see people not naked just run across the field. And obviously, they basically are pretty much on a death wish because you know a security guard or a player or just any performer is basically going to take that person down. So I've always been curious, like, okay, how bad is their punishment, obviously, for these? Because you see it almost all very often. Event, but I mean stuff like that. I mean, it's kind of like a bucket list thing. So yeah, <laughs> and cool he's... Goes butt naked, and they're just like, you're not bringing any harm in here. So there you go. You got your moment of fame. Get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> and sort of like it's it, it's kind of ridiculous, and yeah, it's um it's something we found with so many of our guests. Just everybody has this interesting philosophy, and it's so trite to say it. But truly, at the end of the day, we keep finding with this that the show is basically a um, is basically saying, aren't we all alike more than different? And it, it's sort of, uh, like I said, it's trite. It's a bit over overly simplistic. But at the same point, it's still just sort of encouraging. Where it's like, wow, that we are all the same. We all should be able to understand each other better. And so if our show... Uh, you know, is about bringing together a, you know, professional rodeo clown and a, uh, yeah, it's odd. We've actually met in person uh, three times, I believe. Um, so we, I, uh, made a film a few years ago about George Plimpton, who's a writer and uh, editor of a literary magazine and through a friend of mine in Detroit uh, he said well do you want to come to to Michigan we'll do a screening of the film up in one of the towns where Hemingway grew up and I can get us put up in one of the houses that Hemingway would stay in when he was up there and I said yes of course like why who doesn't want to stay in you know, it's it's a house that uh, he's written about in the Nick Adams stories, and you can walk around the house and see things that he points out. Um, and so we did the screening, and then afterwards sort of a group of us all went out for drinks, and it kind of quickly turned into a, uh, I, you know, where you're just having a conversation about nothing in particular and, and ridiculous stories. And those usually are the best. Yeah. <laughs> Heidi had met a lighthouse keeper who no i'm sorry it was a sommelier who had lost his sense of taste and i had had a went to a dinner party and sat next to someone who was studying to be a marine biologist but was scared of the open ocean and it turned into us <laughs> saying like well you could totally have a conversation with these folks and the only question you just ask them is why and you change the inflection of your voice why why mm -hmm. and a couple weeks later i got back to i live outside of philadelphia in bucks county and uh, um, our friend John connected us and she emailed me and she's like, do you really want to do this? And it's sort of been off to the races from there. Um, you know, we've sort of seen the show growing slowly, but surely. And we've really just been focusing on making it better week after week. And our guests have improved greatly. And um, yeah, it's been a great... I mean, it's always great to get together with anybody and ask a bunch of stupid questions. Um, 
So, you know, this has been a great, especially during the pandemic, for something to to look forward to, to sit down with somebody. And it's something that's live. It's something that's live and it's not like something like a real yeah. like how most of the things we've got it going on. Yeah. Life. And um the one thing I'll say is really cool about podcasting is like I like how you said is like when you were talking about the streaker guy and stuff, it's like you could find it might sound so obnoxious, but there's actually similarities that you can find why the reasons what they're doing or what they're saying, what their meaning of it is. And um and the one thing I'll say is you learn from each and every person that you face in here. And uh, even people that I've known since high school and stuff that I've had on my podcast, there's some things that I've never even known. And like, it's just amazing how much you learn and you find something else new every time you do an episode. Uh, one thing I do know a lot of people that I know closely that listen to my podcast and stuff, they go, hey man, your questions are getting more and more better every time. And I was just like, I don't, I don't notice it because I hate because you're there. That's why it's, you don't notice That's it. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing. I literally hate listening to my voice, but when it comes to the editing part, and I tell people all the time, when I hit publish, I'm not listening to the episode again because I've already listened to it at least fifty to sixty times on the editing oh, exactly. standpoint. So it's just like, so it's like I'm done. I don't have to hear it no more. Everybody just has to just ask me all the time, like, "Hey man, what did you think about that?" I said, "I guess it was good." Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't want to even go into it because that's like they're like have you listened to it i was like what do you mean i'm the one right. who hate it so how the heck do you think because i listen to it like it's just like what the heck <laughs> yeah and it's it, it's been great too because you know i i know between the two of us we're going to come up with some ridiculous questions and and have an interesting conversation with mm-hmm. you know as of late uh we just posted a few weeks ago, episode 100 with Richie Ramone, who was, uh, I believe he was the third drummer in the Ramones. He was the second Ramone to sing on a record besides oh, wow. Joey. And I mean, congratulations! it was, that. it was wonderful. And he was lovely and, and getting to talk to, I mean, right now it's been a lot of musicians is sort of the road we've, we've been down. Um, and, to get to ask them questions and try to find something where it's like you're trying to get somebody out of that loop in their head. And I mm-hmm. interview people for my actual job and it's the exact same thing where you're trying to break somebody, especially if they've got some level of celebrity or, you know, what you would, um, they call kind of like interview training where they know how to answer the question mm-hmm. that they want to answer. And so you've got to find questions and ways to break them out of that loop where they sort of stop giving you that rote answer and start giving you something something much more real and honest and it's always it's always a challenge and it's always a lot of fun especially when you've got two people doing it where you can kind of bounce off each other and you know we've done interviews where I ask a ton of questions and Heidi's quiet and then there's others where we interviewed Tani Katane and the two of them got on like a house of fire and I had to keep kind of just jumping in being like well it's it's been great to be a guest on my podcast thank you um and they were just going and so it's it's been a great release it's basically break them out of character yeah it's it's been it's been really wonderful and a chance to kind of get some interesting stories from these folks and especially with you know brown mark uh who's out this week uh, his stories about prince this spring we talked to cherry vanilla who 
kind of started off as a groupie, but very quickly um, <laughs> was very close with Bowie and ended up writing a weekly column in the UK press that was sort of quote unquote by David sure. Bowie. And she was able to get his voice down well enough that both Bowie and his wife at the time, Angie were like, yeah, go ahead, do it. And to get to talk, to, talk wow. to these people and say like, what was, you know, what was Bowie like when he wasn't being David Bowie? You know, when that, in the case of Bowie, when that makeup comes off, like who is he really? And wow. it's, it's always interesting and it's always, you know, you get these sort of stories of the, the behind the scenes is, is wonderful. And that goes from, you know, these sort of music, music folks to, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the more recent ones. Uh, the guy who holds the world record for nude skydives, he's at 500 something. It's exact same questions. It's just, you know, you're talking about David Bowie a lot less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did, so, so, how y'all get these guests? Obviously, are y'all reaching out to them? Or are they coming and reaching out to y'all nonstop? Like, that's, that's a heck of a resume. So, far, it's, man. <laughs> it's it's always pulling teeth, and always, you know, getting somebody can be a pain and, and very difficult. We finally gotten to a point where we've got onto a few PR folks's email list. And so if they have a client who's got something, we'll get an email being like, hey, do you want to talk to this person? Um, but mostly it's been going out to them, trying to find them directly and say, hey, here's what the show is. Here's who we've had on. And do you want to come on and give us 20 minutes? And for the most part, people say yes. People are, are happy to help, happy to talk about whatever they're up to. And so it's been, uh, we've been very fortunate that, to get the list that we have. And we've got a spreadsheet of another 300 and some that we're, you know, kind of reaching out to on and off. And, uh, you know, we've, we've, we can go for a while, which just like a waiting process. Yeah. We, we can either, we can go for a while, which is either very good news or very depressing news, depending who you ask. So, um, I like how you told me, like, you want to know, like, say like the example, like the real David Bowie, is there some celebrities that you found info that obviously you wrote the character from that you were really shocked to find out about? Or was it kind of like, all right, I had a feeling that something like that was kind of what true to that person? I mean, there's, it's hard to say. I mean, everybody has their own uh, impression of somebody like a Bowie and, and Brown Mark, you know, who was around him for as long as anybody else in any of Prince's band from the revolution to, you know, uh, new power generation, he said, you know, I never saw him out of being ready to go on stage and the hair is perfect and the makeup's perfect and it's 4am and he's, he could walk on stage and go. Um, you know, there's a lot of these folks, they've got this sort of, I don't want to say weird because that kind of labels what they're doing is, you know, something that it's completely normal to them and they can recognize, well, it's, it's a little different, but it's my own thing. Um, mm -hmm. But to just to find this thing that people love. And I think that's part of the, the secret to our success, such as it is with interviewing is finding these people and saying, tell us about this thing that you're passionate about. You know, we, um, 
-hmm. We've got to talk to someone who's on the U.S. curling team, uh, a woman who is on the U.S. synchronized swimming team. And, you know, she was supposed to be in Tokyo and is, is hoping to go next year. Um, but mm -hmm. to talk to these folks about what that really entails, what that life is, is like, um, you know, same thing we talked to, uh, Dan Mears, who is a, he's a professional mascot. He is Casey Wolf for the Kansas city chiefs. And okay. we interviewed him before the start of last season. So I'm not saying the Chiefs won the Super Bowl because he came on our show, but I'm also not saying <laughs> he didn't. So. Hey, you could use that as a trademark. Though, seriously, right? I mean, <laughs> you, you tell me, you know. Um, it's just a coincidence. Agree to disagree. So, um, it, you know, someone like that, to hear about the, the difficulty that there is and all the stuff where he sort of has to go, well, I got to keep this in mind. I got to remember this, you know, for him, one of the big things that people do now is either gender reveals, which I'm sure everyone is about now sick of. Um, but then there's also, you know, the proposals and such, and he's walking around with this giant head on and he can't really see great. He's sweating. He said he loses, I think it's like 20 pounds uh, per game, wow. just yeah. sweating it off. And he's changing every quarter. And he's sort of like half the time just being like, please let this be the right person that I'm proposing to, or that I'm revealing the gender <laughs> to. Um, so there's that side of it, you know, and then. Um, That's got to be really entertaining because I, knowing me from Jacksonville, I've seen our match, our mascot, Jacksonville, he'd be jumping off the daggone top of the stadium every time to do it. I'm just sitting there looking up. I'm like, man, it's almost like 100 degrees out here. I know that guy that's in that suit is probably the most fittest person on the planet right now. <laughs> as many times that he's been doing. This. Yeah, and and Dan was had a really bad accident uh, doing that, and this sort of bungee jump sweeping over the stadium and fell and ended up. He landed so hard. I think he said he broke two chairs that were, you know. Oh, wow. in the concrete he fell. he fell um it took him a while to recuperate but he is back he's in the costume and um for the folks for someone like him who's really doing something that he loves uh you know it's sort of uh you can't keep a good mascot down or mm -hmm. he is just happy to be out there again and and thrilled to to get to do it so it's um yeah i mean it's it's been a great great list of folks to to talk to that's that's a heck of a resume i would definitely say it on that oh yeah congrats on your 100th episode i mean i think i'm literally at almost 30 so <laughs> i'm closely i'm working myself up and stuff but man I, that shows how just how continuous and obviously y'all are having so much fun with this, doing this every single time. Uh, one thing I did want to know, like how you mm -hmm. said, how you basically prepare yourself to interview other people. So when y'all first decided to come up with this idea to start the podcast, were you always outspoken? Were always able to just ask whoever it would never shy or was Heidi kind of like that one that helped you start out a little bit to be like, okay, 
give you a little bit, but obviously let you get your own flow until it was like your time. And then obviously, boom, there you go again. Because we, obviously that's. Go, I mean, sorry. I was sorry. Um, I was, I was going to say that this is what we've, we've figured out in two years um, is how not to talk over each other. And most of the editing is me taking that out and we're getting better, better at both listening to each other. And it really, it gets to a point where we both sort of know without talking beforehand, where the interview is going to go and how we get to where we need to be. And so there's, we're able to sort of bounce back and forth with questions and go down alleyways that, uh, that maybe one of us wouldn't be able to get to until two or three questions and somebody, the other person can just chime in and say, well, what about this? Um, she always claims that with the sex interviews, she's more relaxed and more, um, less nervous about it. I, I uh -huh. don't know about that, but you know, um, <laughs> those are the popular ones that people seem to listen to the most. Go figure. Really? Yeah, shocking, isn't oh, yeah. it? Yeah. So how long? So like, usually, how long are usually all y'all's episodes? Because like, I when I first started doing this thing, like, dude, I literally one day my first episode, I kid you not, I was so nervous to actually continue to do this because I kept having an idea. I was like, I'm gonna do this podcast because obviously COVID hit. All my friends that I've been wrestling for with for almost six years, I've been out of the ring now for almost three. Years. These guys basically just were told, "Hey, you can't, you can't do what you love to do. You can't do your job." Mm -hmm. So I came up with this idea. I was like, "I'm gonna start a podcast to help let the fan just help people know, like, hey, these guys are still working hard. They're still doing their thing. Give, keep giving them that spotlight, Tyson. There, because in independent wrestling and something like that, when you're not wrestling, you're not performing. No one's knowing anything of you." And obviously that's where the social media starts helping in a little bit, but it also can destroy you all in one too, because then they realize, Oh man, you're not like WWE superstars or stuff like that. So it's kind of like, it kind of helps right. them and kills them at the same time. So obviously the podcast, it gives them that bigger, big star feeling. And then I thought about doing it and I was just like, you know what? I don't just like doing it just strictly about wrestling because obviously two wrestling companies are the only thing going on right now. Right. Let me do something that I don't see often in podcasts. Talk about everything, mm -hmm. not even a certain topic. Let's let's do it that way. It also helps build fan bases based off of every episode because I'm changing it up every time. I'm not going to just have the same thing every single time. So I said one time I'll have sports, one time I'll have something about coronavirus stuff like that. And um, I was really shocked uh, how fat, how long I actually went on my very first episode because it was just talking about me. And the funny thing was, I literally just woke up one morning. And I was like, you know what? Put caffeine in my system. I was like, you know what? I feel like maybe I'll do an episode. <laughs> so I just hit record. I didn't expect to go more than 30 minutes. I went an hour. <laughs> so I went to my wife. I was like, so I think I just did an episode. She goes, how long did you go? I was like, an hour. She's like, I don't know if I should congratulate you or just think you might need help. Right. No, exactly. So for an hour, <laughs> but it went well and everything, but I mean, but I love one-on-one -on -one for an but usually my episodes usually don't go no more than an hour. So I've been very curious, like 
obviously I listen to most other uh, a lot of other people's podcasts. But there's some guys that only go five minutes, right. and I mean their viewerships right. is insane. And I was just like, how's that even possible? Like, how do you get a full episode under five minutes? Like, it's crazy to believe like you can do that. So, the certain topics for y'all, I make y'all actually go a little bit longer, or are they basically all at the same time? I, we range between 30 and 40 minutes, depending on the guest. Um, you know, we edit them all after the fact, try to clean them up a little bit, tighten them up, maybe move some stuff around to make it flow a little better. Um, but our kind of goal from the outset was this should not feel like heavy listening. And I don't know about you, but when my kind of podcast feed, when you start scrolling down it and you see like five new episodes on listen to, and each one's an hour and a half and you, it just becomes, it feels like work. It feels like a chore. And so we wanted to try to be uh -huh. like, let's just do something that it's pretty quick. You know, most people pre COVID we were assuming had at least a half hour commute to work, maybe 20, 25 minutes. And so we were like, let's uh -huh. just keep it at that. You know, we have, depending on the show, somewhere between, you know, three to five minutes of us talking about whatever kind of comes to mind, whatever fits. And that goes from, uh, I can't remember what sort of jackassery we discussed, um, but just it's a little bit of everything where we're trying to just entertain ourselves and then we kind of go into the uh -huh. interview and usually it's around 20 minutes. Usually most, uh, if you're dealing with someone who's on a promo tour, usually they're the PR company will give you about 30 minutes with them. So if you kind of go, uh -huh. all right, well, a minute or two to get set up and get moving, give them kind of a lowdown, a couple minutes at the end to say, thank you. We got to make those, you know, 27, 28 minutes count. And so you know, for some folks, you're like, we're going to use every single second until you say, I need to leave now. Yeah. Um, other folks, you're kind of like, all right, I think we've covered everything. So we've let it go as much as it needs to. But I found mostly we can get a lot of that, a lot of information imparted about a subject uh, in about 20, 25 minutes. Okay. Well, that's, that's really impressive. So, so you say you... So no more than 25 minutes. So basically, like, how do y'all start off on the, I mean, obviously in y'all's interview. So basically, do y'all just go in there and see how they're feeling, stuff like that? Or y'all just go straight to the point, <laughs> get to get, try to poke that bear a little bit as much as you can to get the realness out of them? Because obviously, I've always used the terminology that, that shell that celebrities are really in more than anything. It's called the shell. And obviously, you have to hit that shell so many times until they finally come out of it to actually tell you who they really are. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, they've got an image. They want people to believe that image as much as they can. It's kind of like a book. If if a if a per if the author writes it down and says, "Hey, this is the good guy," nine times out of ten, the fans, the audience, or everything is going to believe that's the good guy. But the way the world is now, I think the more exciting things would be if you have that decision to decide good or bad at the same time, because obviously there's some things that he could be as a good guy, but then, and there's some things you could also look at him and go, you don't look that good, that much of a good guy as much as what's in here right now. So how's that go for y'all? <laughs> That's an interesting question. I mean, we, we look at the show as, as entertainment. 
And one of our, if not the earliest conversation we had was like, well, if we're going to do this, if we're going to interview these people, I don't want to do it where we're making fun of them. Like that's, uh-huh. that just doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel sincere when reaching out to other folks. Um, and so we've always said when somebody asks, you know, we want to have them on the show. We want to laugh and have a good time. We want you laughing with us. And so, uh-huh. you know, we're not out to get anybody. We're not out to, you know, prove anything. We early on tried doing one or two kind of more political episodes and just found it was not enjoyable. It was hard to keep it amusing. Wow. It it was very just divisive and we kind of felt icky. And so then we went back to our nudists and our, you know, athletes and, and rock stars, our bread and butter, if you will. Um, and really, you know, all we're trying to get from these people is tell us about what you do. Tell us why, why you do it. And hopefully we can come up with a question or two that someone hasn't asked you before that will find out something interesting about you. Uh, when we interviewed Mike Mullane, who was a, uh, astronaut on three different shuttle missions, uh, he, so, I mean, he's done tons of interviews. He's written multiple books about his journeys into space and he spent, I think it was 550 hours in orbit. And so, you know, for us, we're going, all right, well, someone's probably asked him what it's like to be weightless. Okay. What else do we talk about? And one of the things we kind of got into was at the end of the mission, you know, are you just stealing all the soap and shampoo from the shuttle and putting it in your guest room? So you can be like, Hey, you know where that soap was. And he went off on this whole story about how, what you're allowed to bring up with you, like what you're allowed to, to pack, um, to give to people as, or as a memento to say that came up with me in, in space, um, what you can't mm-hmm. bring down. And then NASA gave him, you're not allowed to take anything off the shuttle. Cause again, you're like, if you could steal enough silver, off the shuttle maybe you could have like a nice dinner set and be like this is from you know this is from columbus or atlantis and um as we were talking it's like well i'm looking at these bookends that are were attached they were bolts attached to the base of the launch pad that when the first booster rockets go off it's so hot these things completely melt as they break away as the the shuttle takes off and NASA took these bolts and made them into bookends for every one of the astronauts on that mission. It's got all of their names wow. and the dates and stuff. And it's just like, you're sitting there going, I wonder if anyone's told that story before. I wonder if anyone, you know, if anyone asked about that. Um, and I'm not saying we're the, we're the creative ones for coming up with it. It's just sort of a, uh, you want to establish a report. Did he tell you that? Obviously when y'all ended the episode, did he kind of like, man, was like really. He didn't, with all he didn't mention it. Um, you know, the thing that we sort of take to, to heart and and that we kind of feel like, okay, this is a sign that we're, we're doing something right is that we stay in touch with so many of our guests. We, um, Mm -hmm. tell them like, next thing you got coming out, let us know, we will promote it. We want to spread the word. And last year we did an episode kind of covering things you could give for Christmas gifts or holiday gifts that our guests had created in the past year. And we're probably going to do something similar. We then did a breakdown of if we were giving gifts to our guests, what we would be giving them. So the nude art model, well, probably a robe. It basically broke down to most of our guests would really like a robe. Um, 
with maybe our logo embroidered on it. And okay. uh, so it's it's never trying to get somebody to get them to go someplace they don't want to. It's more about just making them feel relaxed and comfortable and feel like you're just hanging out, having a few drinks and, and telling stories. Mm -hmm. And however you can get to that story, I, you know, it's like, okay, what do we need to do to get there? And so, you know, it's always just trying to get them out of that thought process. And it's about to, you know, getting them to, to look at things differently or to look at the way the world, the way you see them. And sometimes it's trying to imagine what's the question you can ask a Ramon or someone from talking heads that they haven't been asked a thousand times. What do you ask somebody, you know, we, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, I mean, we just interviewed a professional waxer who is somebody I've always wanted to have on because I have so many questions about this. A professional waxer? Waxer. Yes. Mostly for women. Okay. Um, applies uh -huh. wax and then rips it off. And mm -hmm. question one was... Oh, I have no judgment, man. I used to do professional Okay, waxing, it's so true, yeah. The hair, the hair yeah. removal stuff had to... It had to be part of the game. So, so I have no judgment. <laughs> question one for this woman whose you know, clients are mostly female, where what the hell have the Brazilian people ever done to you? And that sort of like instantly got her going, okay, I see where you guys are coming from. We can have fun with this. And so that's where we're trying to get as soon as possible with most of our guests. And a lot of the times we're not sharing each other, sharing our questions with each other because we want to try to make the other one laugh. So it's equally challenged in that way to be like, how do I throw this person off who's heard, you know, 150 people questioned that I've asked stuff to. So that's how we try to keep it interesting. So, so y'all basically just go with the flow. Y'all basically want to like, that's one thing I love to do. I don't like just having something planned out because obviously if you plan it out so much, you mess up, you ain't got nothing to back up or fall on. Basically, yeah. So is that kind of yeah. like how y'all like to do it? Y'all like to just go with the flow and just see how the vibe is. Yes and no. Wing it, basically. Yes and no. I mean, before we started this show, I've interviewed probably five hundred plus people, and each wow. person is a different uh, challenge and presents different uh, things you got to try to figure out, and. I found with that, you know, the the more research you do, the more questions you have written out, at least that's structured in a way where you know where the interview is going somewhere and you're trying to work somebody up to get to a final thought or a final statement that's going to be that interesting, profound thing. Or you want them to say something about, you know, with all these, when we were interviewing people for the Plimpton film, we we're trying to get them to a point where they could, you know talk as honestly as they could about their relationship with him and their friendship. And there's right. a million different ways to do that. And what the thing I found is it's best to have that roadmap, but it's also best to set that aside and just follow where the person's going and be able to mm -hmm. think on your feet and ask those follow-up questions. But there are times when someone's telling you a story and it's so interesting and it's so fascinating you get wrapped up in it and aren't thinking about the follow-up question that where do we go from here? And then it's just dead silence where you're like, and I've said it multiple times, I probably cut it out of the show uh, where I just go, 
I like to call it the verbal game of chess. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like you always try to be two steps ahead, but obviously sometimes they can give you that one move that you're just like, ooh, you just hit me mm-hmm. on a spot that I can't get off of. <laughs> right. And so there are times where I just get painted in this corner where I just have to go, I'm sorry, I completely forgot what I was going to ask you. Um, and then you, it's great to have that list of questions to go back to, but very rarely do you want to go to that. I also write down a few of the, what I think are funnier questions. Um, just so I know when we get to that point, like we can get a reaction from them. So when we interviewed Chris Franz from Talking Heads and Tom Tom Club, um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with their work, but Tom Tom Club's big hit, mm-hmm. the first line in their, you know, single that's been sampled by every hip hop musician ever. Literally, you can go look it up. It's unbelievable. Um, is what you're going to do when you get out of jail? Well, I'm going to have some fun. So <laughs> we were just like, all right, fine, Chris, final question. What you're going to do when you get out of jail? And you could clearly hear him go, oh, okay, I get this. And he laughs and goes, well, I'm going to have some fun. I'm like, perfect. We're done here. Um, and so it's a, it's a game. It is like chess. That's good to know he wasn't offended. That's good. That's good to know that people didn't. I was afraid I was going to. You're always afraid you're going to ask the question. That would be my biggest. Huh? I was going to say, you're always, I'm always afraid I'm going to ask a question and they just go, what? I don't understand. (laughs) Sign off. (laughs) Right. We we interviewed this woman who does a ton of work saving penguins all over the world and has done TED Talks on why they're important. And I asked her if, and I, I looked up his name and I'm blanking on it. I know the last name's Cobblepot if she felt like the penguin from Batman was worthy of saving. And I was like, this is going to be really funny. And she just goes, I, I don't know who that is. And then you just kind of draw that red line through the question. <laughs> and go, okay. That's going to get cut out later. Um, that's where the bird chart moment. Is. Yeah. That's, they're not all, they're not all brilliant. Oh man. I remember some, I remember when I would go to the police academy, and I used to kind of like always have like a little comedic vibe. And I and usually when I get nervous, I would always try to make someone laugh, try to make someone feel comfy, whatever. Well, needless to say, I had to take this polygraph test. And man, the woman that was in there with me had no sense of humor at all. Like literally, I remember she asked me, she goes, uh, have you ever taken drugs? I said, no, I'm afraid to even mess with Tylenol or something like that. I was hoping there would have been a little smirk or something come off right. of it. She just looked at me with the meanest glare, and I was just like, okay. I'm Never done. mind. Yeah. It's, <laughs> some people can be hard to break, and there's some where you, write, you ask the completely joke question, and they answer it completely seriously. And then it's just like, I think we have to cut this out because I don't want it to seem like we're beating up on you or we're trying to make fun of you. Um, you know, our goal is to present everybody as, uh, as po- positively as possible. And I think I'd like to think our guests get that and are, are happy to play and go down these weird alleyways with us. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. Um, you mentioned something about sports athletes. Mm-hmm. So what have you really got to discover with, also interviewing sports athletes because obviously there is some i mean you get the typical questions all the time the one thing i hate when i saw see on sports center at the time is when they go and go with these questions when obviously with the nba 
playoffs going on right now, where the Lakers go and go to win, and they're going, how badly does the Lakers really need to win? And I'm just keep looking at this TV screen like, well, if they want to win the NBA championship, they kind of need to win all the games. Like, I don't care, like, what version you think you need to put on um, on the court. Like, mm-hmm. like common sense. They need to win the game. Like, how are y'all going to sit here and have a headline like that and, and and then be able to go an hour talking about that one specific title? And I'm just sitting there looking, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I could be asking the stupidest question like this and be getting paid a great salary money mm-hmm. going in there just talking about sports and just come up with the dumbest headline. And I've seen numerous people because I have a couple of friends that are in professional sports and stuff, and they sit there and say, like, they, they get some of the dumbest questions they've ever been asked in the, in the world. And obviously in podcasts, you get to ask them more in-depth questions. You get to ask them more real, real questions. It's not kind of like where they think it's really dumb. Mm-hmm. Because obviously usually when they're doing a podcast, that means they're in a good vibe type situation. Most athletes that I know of so far – they're in like a good, they're in a good mood when they do some of these podcasts. Right. So, what what's kind of some of the experiences that y'all got? I mean, we, you know, we are weekly, but we want these things to be evergreen. So we want you to be able to listen to an episode, you know, episode two, for example, maybe not two. That's a, mm-hmm. but three, let's say, um, and not be able to tell when it ran in the grand scheme of things. Um, and so the questions we're asking these folks are much more broader. And a lot of it is the minutia of how you do these things. What do you call this thing? Um, usually it's, have you named whatever your piece of equipment is? Uh, when we interviewed the curler, it's like, have you named your broom? He said, no, but what would you name it? I'm like, well, Flash, which is the name of the our dog who's our mascot. Um, we, we interviewed a professional mini golfer. He was like, okay, I'll name it Flash. So his putter is apparently named Flash. Um, but we're looking at a bigger overarching story with these people. A few weeks ago, we talked with Colette V. Smith, who is this woman. She was a uh, professional football player for the New York Sharks, which was the part of the first professional women's football team. And then she ended up coaching for the Jets. And she was the first African-American woman to coach in the NFL. And she now does some coaching and some motivational speaking and, you know, that way we were just, tell us about your life. How do you do this thing? How do you get to this position? Um, other folks, you know, we, we interviewed the com- commissioner of the American Cornhole League. And that is just full of, how do you get to ESPN with this? How do you do these things? What about the bean bags? How do you, <laughs> how, what are they filled with? How do you change that? You know, are there cool nicknames for the players? Um and so we're looking at a bigger swath of things. We interviewed the uh, woman who was the Zamboni driver for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And again, it's uh-huh. like, wh- what's it like to take that thing out on the ice? How does it handle turns? What's the braking like? What's the radius of it? Um, and then we interviewed uh, this guy, Paul Zwaska, who now runs a company and a school dedicated to teaching people around the world how to best care for their ball fields, but he was the professional, the head groundskeeper for the Baltimore Orioles for, I believe 10 years. And he's telling us these stories on how heavy is that tarp? How do you know when to pull it off and put it on and how does that go? And 
do you ever interact with the players? Do they ever they say anything about the field and all of that kind of information? So we're looking at a much bigger, you know, we're a little bit higher up in the air and we're not in the minutiae of tell me about that play. That that uh -huh. said, you know, when we interviewed Patrick McEnroe, who's won Wimbledon, the doubles tournament at Wimbledon, you know, I I think both of us are just like, what is that like to be at that place? This very well-known, you know, that court, that center court is so iconic. What's it like to stand on that grass? And he's talking about the smell of it and what it's like in the morning before everyone comes into the stands. And like, that's the stuff you want to hear about. That's the stuff that, you know, somebody can't tell you unless they've actually been standing there and done it themselves. And it brings a, and it brings a super smile to their face, especially when they talk about stuff. Yeah, like you're that. taking them back to that's something that they... one real cool thing about... Yeah. Uh, oh, that's really interesting to know. I, I, I've experienced some of that stuff. I remember, obviously, when I used to play football and stuff like that, you get that smell on the field, and that was the first time I ever played on the turf. And you could just tell what's the real big difference from the turf and the regular grass field. Mm -hmm. And um, I like how what you said, like when you talk about the hockey and stuff, you didn't just go, okay, so how rowdy does it get in the games or something like that? You went really in-depth of what they do and what it gets. That's really, really impressive. Because that's weird. Because, I mean, obviously you get those typical ones that are just like, so how packed does it usually get in hockey? Like, in my area, hockey's not that popular. Right. So, <laughs> so it's just like, so how so how crazy is uh boxing on skates or some things like you know right. like that's what the first thing would probably be from somebody that just doesn't know what they're doing with it. So that's that's really interesting. Enough. And it's always you're trying to find the questions that nobody else in the world could answer than that person. Mm -hmm. And so she's telling us about well, it's really hard cleaning the ice after like the morning after there's been a show at the at the arena when they've got the ice covered mm -hmm. they pull all the wood up take up all the chairs and try to get ready for a game and then the obvious question is well which band has the worst fans to clean up after and she was like oh it's kiss without without hesitation um, <laughs> um but then it's always you know you're trying to well can you is there any advantages you can try to do how involved does the league get with everything and, you know, mm -hmm. Paul, when he was working for the Orioles, he was like, the league is very strict and they will kind of drop by and do spot checks on how are you, how high is this? Was the pitcher's mound at the right level? And it's all the stuff that you have to wow. be completely on top of. And again, you see it on TV and for baseball, the pitcher's mound is almost imperceptible. You know, you kind of forget it's mm -hmm. there. At least I do, which I don't know what that says about me. But you know you but someone's got to do that someone's got to make sure that thing is perfect someone's got to make sure that the goalie's crease is completely smooth on both ends and there's no quote-unquote funny business and uh mm -hmm. you know you want to when you're curling is there you know we talked to um a guy who was the wife carrying champion he was the u.s wife carrying champion uh and then went to the world competition in, I want to say Denmark. There's a whole, it's basically you, you put a woman does not have to be your wife and you have to carry them over an obstacle course essentially. And uh, mm -hmm. this guy had his partner and they doing this, he went to the world competition and you know, the night before the big competition, you're supposed to 
you know, you're not allowed to run the course or just go through it at all prior to the actual event. And he goes out at the end of the night after dinner or whatever, and standing there just looking at the course. And he notices that the Russian from the, the Russian team is out there taking measurements and studying the course and doing all the stuff that you shouldn't. And we're like, well, did you say anything? He's like, no, I just gave him a look that told him I knew what he was up to. And again, it's these little details where you're like, no one else knows that. No one else knows the pitfalls of that. Um, and, you know, we interviewed a art model who is usually nude when she's modeling. And we're going, well, what are you thinking about? What, what, you know, do you ever look at someone's painting and go, I don't look like that. Um, and she had so many great stories. And again, it's somebody who's incredibly positive and upbeat and uh, just really wonderful. And everybody wants to talk about their job, I think is what it comes down to. And everybody wants to tell um, you about the details. And if you can meet them halfway and know a few things, they will, they will tell you as much as they can. That's really cool. I would have probably been a smart who go and say, do you get cold? Right, exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> but you can't move. That's so, the thing. That might the first thing come out of my mind. <laughs> it's like, do you make eye contact with these people as they're staring at you? What, what do you... Are you doing your grocery list in your head? Adam, are you just looking at a wall? What what spot on the wall are you looking at? Right. Like, how does that work for you? <laughs> if an artist is making a face as they're sketching you, do you start to go like, what's he saying that I'm not? Like, what's what's this about? Um, there's so many questions about it. And, you know, we've interviewed such an array of people. And it, like I said, it really comes down to everyone's the same. Everybody just wants to be understood and we kind of see the show as a way to kind of just say to everyone who comes on well hey tell me your story and you get some really good stories that way yeah i i agree with you on that I, that was really interesting you know and that's really cool uh, what all y'all have gotten experience so far so i do want to end it off kind of like with this what's the future for y'all's podcast and who is your most most inspiring person that you would definitely would always want to interview that oh, you haven't been able to do yet? That's a tough one. Um, Mine's The Rock. Hands down, I'm sorry. Not anything on it. Like, I call him the male Oprah right now. Right. That would be the guy right. I would gladly retire after that episode <laughs> and i've been like i've done it all <laughs> there's a few folks where we're sort of circling and trying to get to them we've had it out for the go-go's for a while if we can get mm -hmm. a go-go we will be thrilled um heidi wants to really talk to someone from duran duran so we're sort of trying to circle around them i don't know if there's anyone that i sort of feel like that's our that's our white whale um Coming up, we've got, so this coming week, like I said, is, is Brown Mark from, from the revolution. Uh, the next few weeks, there's going to be a stripper um, who dances under the name Girl Haggard, um, but has not, the reason I, we asked her and I approached her was because I had heard that she stripped to Oki from Muskogee and it's not true and it was very disappointing. But she had such a good story. And she was like, I'm sorry, but here's the story. And we had to do some bleeping, but I think you get the point of the story when you listen to the show. Um, it's, a, 
it's an amazing story yeah it was wonderful (laughs) um and let's see we've got the guy who he he's a disney legend and that's like an honor that the disney company gives to folks um he the only time he ever paid to go to a disney amusement park was on opening day at disneyland and the second day walt hired him and he worked it there for the rest of his career and so he's coming up in october um we've got a guy who professionally designs haunted houses so wow that's going to be a good one and i'm trying to think who else right now we're going back and forth with paul mccartney's stepmother uh, she's the only living oh, Beatle man, parent. Um, I, there's someone from Kiss we're, we're trying to book. We've been emailing with. There's a whole I lot of folks. I was about to ask if y'all have interviewed anyone from Kiss. Because uh, I could tell you look like you're a pretty good fan of Kiss right now. It, yeah, <laughs> we got um, we got Minnie Jean from Mini Kiss, which is the Kiss cover band. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all little people. And it was, he was great. It was wonderful. And so now we're like, well, we got to graduate to the real band now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like I said, we've got 300 some folks. Um, I'm trying to think what, if there's any big ones that we're like, oh, we really got to get this person or this thing. I don't, I'm just happy when anyone agrees to come on the show, honestly. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. You know, and it's, it's all, a lot of people don't realize how big of a hassle it can be because i know with authors and stuff like that movie writers and stuff it takes so long for their movies to get promoted obviously the ball people be like hey we'll do it we'll we'll put investment in this movie people don't realize like yeah it's not it's easy to send an invite to people and say hey you want to come on the podcast but man the patience on it is just outrageous at times but obviously you just got to keep keep sending and sending and sending and eventually somebody will go yeah let's go like and that's and luckily i'm such a blessed like very blessed that obviously i've gotten as many people as i had so far and very happy that i got to do this with you today even a little bit with Heidi. yeah obviously we will definitely have to schedule that one out again yes so we can get her on here definitely that would i'm definitely gotta definitely get her point of view on some of this stuff too (laughs) because i could just tell y'all are a very dynamic so we find ourselves entertaining. I could tell. Worse. I could tell it, it's some it's some very good moments on y'all's podcast. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's entertaining. Well, Luke, I appreciate you doing this with me today. Um, you want to plug in your podcast, your social medias, and uh, where everyone can find you? Yes, we are. Um, we are why the podcast. Our website is whythepodcast.com. Um, I'm trying to even remember what our Facebook thing is. On Facebook, we are. It's like, on Facebook, we are the podcast Y, and on Twitter, we are also the podcast Y. And so you can find us there. Um, on our website, we have a sign up. We have a newsletter now that we're doing. That's a monthly thing where we kind of send out links to all the episodes we posted that month. A few extra stories and side bits of things that have nothing to do with. Uh, the show but are kind of amusing to us uh, news stories where you're just like that's weird um, and then we are starting where we are sending including in the newsletter a interview that we have not released prior so 
the first month was last month as we set, hit episode 100 and that was with a uh, former Miss America uh, contestant. This month we're talking with this guy Charles Ross who does a one man Star Wars show. Uh, he does the first three movies, four, five, and six, one person in two hours. And it's incredibly impressive and incredibly amusing. And uh, it, it's a fascinating interview. So that's another one we got uh, that's going to be coming out very soon. But only if you sign up to the, po- the wow. newsletter. So it's our our cheap way of getting people to, to try to sign up to hear more dumb stuff. <laughs> You almost won me over because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. There but you go. Luke, I appreciate you doing this today, man. It was a blast talking to you, and we will definitely have to do this. Cool. Definitely. Sounds good. All right, Luke. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. You too. All right. Time to get the go home cue. First and foremost, I want to thank Luke Poland for joining us today, talking about his awesome podcast. Also, congratulating him on his 100th episode this week. He will definitely be promoting his 100th episode. Hopefully, we'll be getting to that number in the near future. But, man, thank you for Luke Poland for coming on here and just talking to us, talking about some great knowledge that he's found from his podcast and from his awesome co-host, which we will schedule that pretty soon to get Heidi's point of view. I would definitely be interested to know what her side of the view, point of view is on most of these episodes and what's her outlook on their podcast because, I mean, they've got two different personalities and you could just tell those two... <laughs> Definitely probably click more than anything. Uh, It's pretty cool to see how, just in general, how some of their guests are. Like the streaker, like who would have thought? Like literally, you streak on the field or whatever, and they find out you're not doing any harm, they'll let you go. So obviously that's motivating for them to keep doing it, I guess. So, And just bringing out messages in very awkward ways, but in ways that make sense. Which is very, very weird. That not means that I'm just going to start taking my clothes off and going, hey, I'm going to just go send a message this way. Mean peace, love, and honor and just run out here butt naked. Nah. But, I mean, it was really awesome to talk to Luke today. Uh, I would really hope everyone would go to check out his podcast. It's called What's the Why Podcast. Um, We will put the link out when this is published. But let's end it off like we always do. Not only that, man. Go Jags. Let's beat the Dolphins tonight. And then let's go Miami Hurricanes. I have a very nice little special for y'all for Friday. So I will be publishing this, and we will also be publishing out an extra episode to hype up the Miami Hurricane and Florida State Seminoles game. Y'all do not want to miss, but let's just finish it off like we always do. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your night. Enjoy Friday because it's almost here. I hope everyone washes their hands. Stay safe. Stay clean. Watch what you own. Do what you got. And I will be back when we have more buzz down the road. Later. To being the new member of the Rasp Rebellion, I want everyone to go to the website Rep Sports R E P P Sports dot com and get 15% off on your first purchase if you do the promo code AP2420. And you have to type in the capital letters of AP2420. And like I said, you get 15% off. I know with the hard times in quarantine, 
Honestly, the supplements are going to be the best way to go. They've got BCAs. They have the energy drinks. They have pre-workouts, uh, whey proteins and stuff. I would love everyone to go to repsports.com to get and use the promo code AP2420, which is capital letters AP2420, to get 15% off on your first purchase. Thank y'all.